Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Saturday, January 28th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, uh, ready to break down this Saturday uh, NHL uh, card. Uh, looking forward to what could be a very big uh, NHL slate here uh, on this Saturday. We've got uh, a grand total of 11 uh, NHL games on tap, and we'll be breaking them down in just a second. Briefly, though, we want to touch on last night. It was a very good and profitable card for uh, Friday for both of us here. It was a winning night for me. And it was a perfect sweep for Alex last night. Uh, 4-0 for him. Sharks and Hurricanes over in the first period. L.A. Kings money line as they took care of business against Florida last night. Uh, he was on the draw with the New Jersey Devils and the Dallas Stars. Uh, that ended up getting there in a Devils overtime uh, victory. That game made us both happy. I was on the Devils and uh, the Jack Hughes, again, cut to the rescue. Uh, for the New Jersey Devils, another outstanding game for him. And the best bet cashed as well for Alex Columbus-Vancouver, first period over. So, hell of a night, Alex. Well done. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's nice to have those nights. Like I said, you know, the ebb and flow uh, of the season, obviously, you're going to have some tough ones. Had a, had a tough Thursday, but bounced back nicely with a uh, good Friday and, you know, enjoyed that. And so now here we are Saturday, the last big card for quite a while, it seems, because, of course, we're heading into the break. We've got, you know, the, the – kind of a staggered short card into this week and then days off and even coming back i was looking at not that many games to start right away at, you know usually after the all-star break you have all of a sudden like a 13 or four, you know 12 or 13 game big card like you would off of a holiday so uh they're really giving the, the players some time and rest and that's something to keep an eye on for tonight and you know moving forward because for these teams that only have one player two players going to, to the all-star game everybody else they're looking toward toward a little vacation time a little r and r and maybe that that you know, is uh, reflective in their play. Yeah, no question about that. So it's, and again, it's a weird schedule, Alex, because last night was the end of the pre all-star break schedule. You said, as you mentioned for a lot, some, several teams, and it's a weird staggered schedule. Today's really the last big card we have before the all-star break Sunday. There's only two games. There's only one game on Monday. There's only a couple on Tuesday and a couple on Wednesday. So the bottom line is we're going to be uh, having some very short shows, some of the shortest shows in the history of the Ice Guys in the next few days. Uh, but And so really, when you think about it, we're going to have nothing but short cards and shorter length shows the next few days. It's really going to feel like we're going to be on a one-week break, really, when you look at it. Uh, so uh, Because, of course, we'll be off Thursday through Sat uh, Sunday uh, next weekend during the uh, All-Star break. So this is the last massive slate. Uh, of NHL games before the uh, All-Star break. So with that in mind, let's get into this Saturday card, and we will begin with the only afternoon game uh, on the Saturday slate, St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, Colorado minus 220 home favorites, uh, six the total in this game. This is actually a national TV. It's an ESPN Plus game, I think. I'm pretty sure uh, ESPN Plus has this on. I, I thought for sure this was the start of the ABC Saturday games because it's 3 p.m., ABC did this last year. They had a bunch of 3 p.m. Eastern Saturday games. And I see on the schedule, there's, they've got ABC Saturday for the rest of the season. But I assume this was ABC, too. But no, this is ESPN+. Plus. Yet they've got the A-team doing this game. Sean McDonough with Ray Ferraro 
like which is going to be the case for all the ABC games on Saturdays moving forward. But yet, this is ESPN Plus for some reason. Did, I can't figure did, that out. Did you did you think the league would actually you know make a, a solid move from a TV standpoint and put a game on on national TV on a on a Saturday? Uh, essentially the first Saturday with no football where all the, you know, everything that's on is just college basketball. No, of course not. No, they make it ESPN plus. No, exactly. ESPN plus. They're not starting the ABC Saturday weekly games until the week after the all-star break, uh, apparently. So uh, I don't know why they couldn't put this on there uh, on uh, ABC, but anyway, ESPN plus it is, even though of course they got the uh, number one crew doing the game, but I digress about that. As far as this game goes, you know, this is tricky because this everything points to Colorado here, just the initial look. I mean, they're off a loss to Anaheim. You'd think that's not going to sit well with this team, losing at home to the Anaheim Ducks, wanting to bounce back from that defeat. St. Louis is not playing good at all right now. They're a lousy team. They've lost three in a row uh, at home. Uh, they lost two in a row at home to Chicago and Buffalo, and they get stomped by the Arizona Coyotes 5 nothing. This feels like a layup, and this feels like a game where Colorado takes out some anger for losing to Anaheim on this horrible St. Louis team right now, which is the, the last three games have been pathetic for them. You know, it's given up goals defensively and then against Arizona, they still give up goals and then they get blanked uh, five, nothing by the coyotes. And so Colorado off, you know, that stunning loss, they were more, north of minus 400 favorites against Anaheim. Uh, they lose that game five, three. Uh, they'll be looking, they didn't play terribly, but you could tell just their execution was a little off. A couple of uh, breakdowns in their own end kind of came back to haunt them. We'll see if they can bounce back here. I do want to point out, though, Colorado has lost each of the last two meetings. or Last year in the regular season, they lost to St. Louis here in this building. Colorado won in St. Louis both times, but St. Louis has been a tough out for Colorado. So that's the one little hesitation I have in this game. I do like the over here uh, at six. I think we're probably going to see uh, some goals in this game. Uh, I would venture to say that's going to be the case. St. Louis has been trending over the total. Uh, and when you look at this uh, Colorado team, I think offensively, there's no reason after we saw Arizona score five, Buffalo score five, hell, even Chicago score five goals against St. Louis. Why can't Colorado off a loss where they should be ornery? Why can't we expect them to score five? So I think the better bet is the over here you know, to keep the sides out of it. But certainly I want no part of St. Louis. It's just, do I decide to take Colorado regulation, Colorado first period puck line, perhaps? I do lean in those two directions. Uh, first period puck line with Colorado is a minus a half, plus 125, plus 130. Uh, the regulation uh, price here, uh, it, or the puck line rather, uh, is a minus one and a half, plus 115 with them. Regulation uh, is a little bit pricey, but uh, I think I'm probably going to stick to the over. The one concern is, we already saw evidence of Colorado, you know, kind of going through, not going through the motions, but not playing their best, not getting themselves fully uh, up for that game against Anaheim. And keep in mind, this is going to be their final game before the All-Star break. There is that concern for the for the good team at this time of year. They already on All-Star break mode. Is that the case for the Colorado Avalanche? Because they don't resume play after today until uh, February the seventh, when they're in Pittsburgh, starting a road trip after the All-Star break. So. Believe me, these spots matter for these good teams, sending players to the break. You just want the break to get here, and you're not exactly bringing your best to the ice. And that is the one thing that does concern me about Colorado. But uh, St. Louis's form is too poor to trust them 
Like I said, if I were to bet a side, it would be Colorado in uh, the first period, minus a half, plus 125, or maybe in regulation. But the primary bet, the only bet I've pulled the trigger on so far here is over six, minus 110. Alex, what do you think here? Blues, Avalanche. Yeah, this is a pass for me. If I had to play something, it would also be over six. But like you said, with Colorado, and they're sending three players uh, to the All-Star game, this could be one of those teams in one of those spots where they, like I said, you know, if they're up or down, uh, let's say they take a 3 nothing lead, they might put, you know, you know, put uh, put on the brakes a little bit. If they're down two or three nothing, or, or it's you know, uh, kind of a bit of a route, they might just say screw it. You know, it's just get healthy and get out of this game healthy, and, and you know, call the wash, come back in and uh, in a week or so. So it, it, this is one of those games, especially with the odd start time or earlier start time. I just really don't want to do anything with the side, even with the reg, uh, regulation. Like you said laying a dollar fifty. It's a bit high, especially when these two teams, like you said, have played each other tight. We saw uh, we've seen two overtime. Uh, games in the last four meetings and I think five of the last six have been decided by one goal so you know even with a draw at 385 I don't just it just this has a weird feel as far as sides go the only thing I would be looking at would be a total and it'd be an over six and I think you're on mute Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, Robert Thomas, keep your eye on his status as well. Lower body injury suffered Thursday night uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. He's day-to-day. Will he suit up here against uh, Colorado? That remains to be seen. Colorado's done uh, with their schedule before the All-Star break after today. Uh, St. Louis still has one more game. They're in Winnipeg uh, on Monday night. It's the only game on Monday night, by the way, Blues and Jets. But they do play Monday night. We'll have to uh, wait and see if he's in. But obviously, uh, Robert Thomas uh, has been... Uh, you know, a big part of anything that the Blues have done well this year. He's been a big part of it with 12 goals, 31 assists, 43 points for them. So will they have him on the ice? That remains to be seen. He's going to probably be a game-time decision for them. Uh, in terms of uh, the player prop market on the uh, Colorado side of things, uh, there are s- some players of interest here. Matt Nieto, who, by the way, has just recently made his Colorado debut against uh, Anaheim the other night. Two shots on goal, didn't have a point. But he's getting opportunity with JT Comfer and Miko Rantanen on that second line. And they've moved up Evan Rodriguez, it looks like, to the top line here for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. A little shakeup by Jared Bednar. Rodriguez up to the top unit with McKinnon and Lekkonen. So uh, that might mean some value with Evan Rodriguez here uh, from a prop standpoint in this game for the Colorado Avalanche. Going to get that increased uh, responsibility and that top line a designation so keep that in mind we don't have goalies confirmed here we have projections for uh, Bennington for St. Louis and Georgiev for uh, Colorado uh, I'm sure it's going to be Georgiev for Colorado I'm pretty confident in that just a little unsure of whether it's Bennington or Grice for uh, St. Louis considering the struggles lately for Bennington so keep your eye on that all right next up Boston and Florida we've got the uh, Bruins minus 160 road favorites six and a half the total uh, in this one I mean, I'm keeping it simple. They've not lost two in a row all year. I think they're a better hockey team than Florida right now. I cashed a ticket with the L.A. Kings last night fading this Florida team. Alex cashed a ticket with the L.A. Kings last night fading this Florida team. They're on a back-to-back as well. No travel, obviously. It's back-to-back home games. But, I mean, you think Boston will respond after a tough, hard-fought 3-2 loss the other night against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, For me, it's Bruins and regulation. Uh, That's what we're going to go with. Obviously, I don't want to lay minus 160 here uh, in this game. 
Uh, it's just a little too pricey for my liking. So we'll dumb it down, uh, get the better number, and expect uh, Boston to get the job done within uh, 60 minutes here in this game. Boston uh, regulation around minus 110, by the way, so can still get a pretty good price with that. There's just not much to like with Florida right now. I mean, again, another terrible night defensively. They give up a back-breaking shorthanded goal when they're on the power play. I mean, their power play killed them last night. I mean, it was not very good at all. Uh, special teams were won by the LA Kings, and, and it's just the kind of shit that happens when you're a struggling hockey team. They just haven't been able to iron out their defensive issues. You know, the more things go along for Alex Lyon in that, the more you know he's starting to struggle with the immense workload, all the shots he's faced. You know, I think teams have more of an idea what to expect when they face him as well when he's in net. So we'll see who. And it's another uh, carousel here tonight. Who's going to be in net for the? Uh, Florida Panthers, but Brovsky's on IR. He ain't going to be starting. Uh, Spencer Knight, you know, he didn't even dress uh, in the in, in the game Friday night against LA, so he's had a little bit of a setback here. Uh, apparently, they don't feel he's ready for game action following a conditioning standpoint. Well, if you don't think he's conditioned, why why is he still not down there conditioning? I mean, that's the way I see it. Why is he sitting on the bench if you're worried about his uh, ability to be ready to play from a conditioning, following a conditioning stint? If he's not ready, send him back down there. Keep his conditioning going down there in the AHL. Why is he sitting there like a lump on the fucking log on the bench? And, you know, it makes you think he's ready to go. It's, It's weird what they're doing right now with the goaltenders. But Brovsky, like I say, I don't think we're seeing him back before the all-star break because he's still on IR. Yeah, they placed him on injured reserve uh, on Friday, just uh, yesterday. So, And the injury came against Montreal January 19th. Uh, again, there's obviously been some kind of slowdown or setback in Spencer Knight's recovery. Uh, he should be down in the AHL rather than sitting up here in a, in a backup when he's not even able to get in there. It, it makes no sense. So you got to figure it's probably Alex Lyon again, maybe on a back. And this would be the second time this week, Alex, if Lyon starts today that he's playing on a back-to-back because he did it against the Rangers and the Penguins earlier this week. So you talk about wearing this kid out. You know, Florida might be doing that here. So anyway, the goaltending doesn't change my opinion. Whoever it is, uh, Knight, uh, Lyon, or otherwise, uh, I like Bruins in regulation here. Alex, what do you think, Bruins, Panthers? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I wish I had waited and got a better price. I laid a dollar fifteen uh, earlier this morning, but like I said, I'm seeing a dollar ten, even a dollar five at one shop. Like I said, I think it's a good bounce back spot, and like I said, it's a fade on Florida. And like I said, it was weird what they're doing with the goaltending. It's just they're just so discombobulated. They're a team that really I think needs the break more than uh, most. Like I said, having the injury issues obviously with Bobrovsky, and who knows if that. I mean, obviously it's an injury thing too, but you wonder, you know, some question marks. Somebody with people were kind of you know, touting this a little bit with uh, Toronto and Austin Matthews, but I think even more so with Florida, if you wanted to put somebody on IR and, and kind of keep them there for a little while, wouldn't it be Florida? Wouldn't it be Sergey Bobrovsky to free up maybe, you know, that extra $10 million in cap space a little bit, or a little was eight, I think 8.75 it would be that they could, you know, move around and make some moves with a little bit. You already have a goalie that, you know, you can trust in light. He's the goalie of the future. You got a backup who's, you know, capable and lying. So if, you know, Bobrovsky's hurt, you know, how serious of the injury, we don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to speculate on that. Of course, we've talked about this for years with Tampa Bay doing stuff like this and other, other things. Maybe teams have caught on this. Maybe there's something more to that. Like I said, with, you know, Knight just, you know, kind of being scratched but not necessarily being sent down. And there might be more to that. And even with heading into the All-Star break and different things, I, it's something to keep an eye on. 
uh, what what Florida does with that. But like I said, they got a lot of things to sort out. Boston doesn't. Boston just you know they want to just get it, uh, the bad taste out of losing the game out of their mouth and hop back on the the, the win column. So I think they do that here within sixty, and I laid it off fifteen with them. All right, Boston regulation for Alex here as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a weird situation going on with this uh, Panthers team right now. And again, uh, just uh, giving up far too many goals. It continues to be uh, an issue for uh, the Florida Panthers as well. Uh, you know, and uh, so it's uh, it's been uh, frustrating for sure. Although Carter Verhage, we've talked about his props. I mean, he just, if you're going to bet anything with Florida, you bet Carter Verhage right now or Brandon Montour. Uh, or Lundell, or those are the three guys that have been uh, undervalued and repeatedly producing either goals or points for the uh, Florida Panthers. So uh, they're definitely good uh, prop looks, in my opinion, in this game, if you're going to look in the Florida direction. Pavel Zaka is that guy for the Boston Bruins right now. Uh, he's gotten points now, three, four, five, six, seven points in the last six games, four goals in the last uh, six games as well for the uh, Boston Bruins. I mean, give uh, Jim Montgomery credit because he's found something. They've got a legit now. We always knew the top line's dangerous on the uh, Boston Bruins, of course, uh, with the uh, Marchand and Bergeron Hall unit. And now he's found this check line, and I call them the Czechia, or the Czechia line. You got to call them now. Uh, all three from the uh, Ch from Czechia: uh, Pavel Zaka, David Krejci, and David Pasternak. And uh, absolutely, it's been uh, outstanding the way they've played as a group. So, uh, And Zaka in particular uh, has been uh, undervalued compared to the other two people on that line. So uh, very good uh, options there in terms of props involving Zaka. Even you'll go Krejci even to get a point and assist. He's been very good. He's been noticeable lately for the uh, Bruins. That whole line uh, has been excellent for them uh, as of late. And yeah, Florida, power play has been weak. And you're right, kind of a weird fit with Palmer. And I like Paul. I like Paul. Don't get me wrong. One of the better coaches to listen to after a game or before a game with the once you know great press conferences great insight gives you a lot but it's a weird fit right because they're a team that's at its best in transition and rush play they're actually good in an up and down style of play and paul wants them to be more of a four check cycle team and it's not always playing to the attributes of this panthers team and it hasn't been a great fit and we're definitely seeing that in the results president's trophy last year maybe not even a playoff team this year that's what we're talking about right now with florida potentially all right, Montreal, Ottawa. We've got Ottawa minus 220, home favorites, six and a half the total. Uh, definitely some positive signs uh, from the Ottawa Senators, back-to-back -back victories against the Islanders and the Leafs uh, in those games. But we're talking even money against the Islanders, maybe slight favorites they were. Actually, they closed, I think, close to minus 130, but still reasonable price. Obviously, big dogs in the upset win last night against Toronto, six to two. This is a different story here, minus 220. I mean, are we? am I ready yet to lay that price with uh, Ottawa? Not so much, uh, although I do like the way they've been playing. They're also uh, on a back-to-back. -back, uh, Toronto last night back home tonight against uh, Montreal, uh, who are coming off a 4-3 overtime loss to the uh, Detroit Red Wings in their last game. They've lost a back-to-back -back, uh, game, as we'll see if they can uh, bounce back here uh, on the road. Just 9-15 and this year, the uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, on the road. Uh, if you look at the uh, series history, two of the last three meetings, have gone over the total. Um, I le that's where I lean in this game, especially if I know it's going to be Forsberg. My bad. So uh, it tells you all you need to know about Cam. I was expecting maybe Talbot with it being a back-to-back, -back, but no, they're going to go with Anton Forsberg uh, here in net for the uh, Ottawa Senators in this game. Uh, but I definitely think, yeah, Montreal team total is not a bad consideration there from our guy Nick Earl. I mean, you're only asking them to score three goals. They're capable of doing that. 
you know, they've scored three plus goals in uh, three of their last uh, five games, uh, the Montreal Canadiens. And say what you will about all the injuries they have. You know, we've talked about them. Caden Gooley, Slavkovsky, Jake Evans, Jonathan Drouin, Yoel Armia, Cole Caulfield being the big one uh, out for the season for this team. But they've got a very young, hardworking group. This team, even in the loss against Detroit the other night, you can't fault how hard they, they're playing. These kids want to showcase themselves. They want to prove themselves to the to the coaching staff. And you could really get creative here with uh, player props involving some of these guys. And they're also going to, it uh, looks like, maybe, uh, did he make his uh, debut? No, he has not. He hasn't played yet, but there's a good chance. Owen Beck, this 18-year-old center, uh, second-round pick in last year's draft, uh, may make his NHL debut here for the uh, Canadians tonight. So keep an eye on that. Apparently, they're very excited about what he can bring to the table. Don't know where he'd slot into the lineup if Marty St. Louis puts him in. Right now, there's indications if he does play, uh, he'll be on the fourth line tonight with Alex Belzeal. And here's someone to keep an eye on. And he's only been playing fourth line duty here so far for the uh, Montreal Canadiens, but he's been getting more opportunity as um, Raphael Harvey Pinard for them. He has four points and three goals in the last three games. If you really want to get adventurous here with player props, why not take him? Raphael Harvey Pinard here for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. I mean, this is a one kid who's taken advantage of a roster spot and an opportunity, and he's made the most of it here. Uh, you've got certainly a little bit of a shakeup on the top line. You've got Rem Pitlick. You've got uh, 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 Jesse Yelonen uh, here for the, I think it's Jesse actually Yelonen. I believe he's Finnish. Uh, but uh, you look at it, um, yeah, he is uh, someone that's going to be on the second line for this Canadians team. Rem Pitlick has been moved up to the top line for the Montreal Canadiens. He has four points and two goals in the last four games. So you could really get very creative and look at a Pitlick prop, maybe a Yelonen prop. Harvey Pinard stands out like a sore thumb with what he's done the last few games. So not a bad prop game. Even the kid, Owen Beck, might even uh, be someone to consider here. On the Ottawa side, Stutzla, Kachuk are on fire right now. Batherson's play is picked up. Pinto's always a threat. Like I say, I do think there's a good chance we'll see goals tonight. Uh, again, I'm a little less bullish on the over with Forsberg in net because, you know, he's obviously been the better goalie lately compared to hit, compared to Talbot. I still think in this spot you'll see uh, goals between both of these teams. So over is still the play for me. There is a couple of sixes out there with juice at a couple books, six and a halfs elsewhere. But uh, make sure you shop around because if you do, you'll find a couple of sixes out there uh, with the total in this game. Uh, and certainly uh, from a side perspective, uh, Montreal are past, dog are past at this price. Uh, I like the way Ottawa's trending, but not interested at all in them minus 220. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Montreal, Ottawa? Yeah, I'm making this first period over. I'm seeing a dollar forty at Bet Online in a couple of shops. I would grab that if you can get it. If you see anything higher, wait and grab it in game. We've seen Ottawa nine and one the last ten to the first period over, and we've also seen uh, with this just this matchup, these two teams, excuse me, uh, four and two to the first period over in the last six meetings. So uh, you know we've seen goaltending issues. This was a planned back to back for. Uh, Forsberg for Ottawa because Talbot still he's not on IR exactly he's a scratch uh, it's Kevin Mandelis that's been the backup so with that you know he's kind of prepared for that and I think that makes a difference it's not different than with this Alex Lyon situation where they're just kind of just throwing him in over and over again I think it's a little bit more different when the coach tells you hey you know we got a back-to-back coming up you, you're going to be you know playing both both games you can prepare for that a little bit better. But Montreal's had some up and down goaltending. Montebol, of course, has been uh, better of late than, than Allen. But I think this is a, a kind of shaking up spot where we see goals early. So I'll go with the first period overlay at $1.40. 
All right, first period over here for uh, Alex with the uh, Canadians and Sens. All right, Los Angeles Kings, Tampa Bay Lightning, back-to-back -back for the Kings after a win in Florida last night against the Panthers. And now they've got to try to upend a team that's won 11 straight at home. And that, of course, is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the Bolts, minus 220, home favorites here. Six the total, shaded to the over in this game. You know, I'm kind of tempted to take a shot with the big dog here. I really am because... You know, L.A. has been playing some nice hockey. Three straight wins for them. Uh, they've had a nice road trip after the initial loss against Nashville, beating Chicago, Philly, and Florida. I just don't know if I want to step in front of this 11th straight at home streak, though, uh, for Tampa Bay. Uh, so I, I don't know if I'll end up pulling the trigger on L.A., even though this price does seem a little bit high. But Tampa Bay has been playing excellent, like I said, at home. They've won 11 straight here at Amelie Arena. Uh, looking to keep that run going here uh, in this game tonight. Uh, keep in mind, as far as the goaltending matchup is concerned, we do think uh, that Copley, who has obviously been just terrific, he's been on this great run since he's been called up to the LA Kings. This is really shocking, too, because Copley, and thank gosh for Copley, because think about what has happened here with LA this year with the two goalies that started the season for them. Jonathan Quick's had a bad season. There's no question about that. He's definitely had a tough year. He's been fighting the puck. His numbers have dropped precipitously. He has a 3.34 goals against 884 save percentage uh, it going into this game. If he does get the start, that is. And I figure he, there's a potential he might, considering it's a back-to-back. -back. And then Cal Peterson, I mean, they soured on him so much. And his struggles early in the season were so, you know, obvious they put him down in the AHL, and they're paying him a hefty contract. And he's down in the AHL, and he was put on waivers, actually, and cleared waivers. He's in the AHL now trying to figure it out. So it's just a situation right here where uh, the LA Kings have kind of been saved a little bit by Phoenix Copley, of all people, uh, coming along right at the right time. Quick having a tough year. Peterson can't figure it out. Put on waivers now in the AHL trying to get his shit together. So, you know, it's really been uh, weird to see that Phoenix Copley's kept things afloat in between the pipes for the LA Kings this year. It's what sometimes happens when you get the opportunity. So we'll have to wait and see. We don't have goalies confirmed yet, but just the gut feel is because, you know, Copley's made three straight starts on this road trip. It is a back-to-back, -back, and they got the win last night as opposed to losing. This could be a spot where Todd McClellan ends up sticking Jonathan Quick in there. Again, 8 and 15, 3.34 goals against, 884 save percentage. Not been great for Jonathan Quick. And the last time we saw him was the Nashville game to begin the road trip. Nashville uh, wins that game 5 3 uh, against the uh, LA Kings. So if it's Quick in net, I think I'll go over the total. If Quick is not in net, it's Copley. I would lean LA, but at the same time, I don't know if I'll put my uh, money up there against this. Tampa Bay 11-game home win streak that they have going into tonight. Alex, what do you think here, L.A., Tampa Bay? Yeah, I actually laid a $1.40 with Tampa in regulation, and that's certainly the most I've laid uh, with a, a side in regulation so far this year. But like I said, Tampa's been hot at home. They've played L.A. well. Uh, like I said, Kings on the second of a back-to-back. -back. Like I said, more than likely going to either roll with Quick or running uh, Copley again for the second night of back-to-backs. He's played a, a lot of hockey. Like I said, he's bailed this team out, uh, you know, and he, you know, played well last night, but but you know had to you know give up that goal late. It was still a, still a bit shaky, and against this Tampa Bay team, I just think the Lightning are you know going to just continue kind of cruising right now. This is that spot we talked about from the very beginning of the season. We said you know once they get into the middle of the year, they get into a, a good form and get rhythm. They're going to be a, a hard team to go against, 
And I think laying a dollar forty within regulation, I think that's a decent price here. So that's the shot I took with it. You know, with Tampa, it'll be interesting to see who they run with in net. I haven't seen a confirmation. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Elliott in net because obviously Vasilevsky. I think I'm pretty sure Vasilevsky is going to be a part of the All Star team. He's going to you know uh, play with uh, the Atlantic. So maybe they give him a, re- a rest. Uh, and give Elliott the start. Elliott, his numbers have been shaky, but he's found a way to get wins. So this Tampa Bay team, they're clicking right now, no matter who's in that. Uh, either way, I still like them in regulation minus $1.40. Yeah, the Kings, by the way, I'm just looking. their back-to-back record, two and four uh, this year. Uh, L.A. Kings on the second of back-to-back games. Keep in mind, this is Tampa's final game before the All-Star break. And obviously, there'll be heavy participation involving the Lightning in the uh, All-Star game, including Vasilevsky. And they're off, you know, I think a game, they were clearly charged up to play the Bruins. Anyone that could watch that game yeah. the other night could tell. This is a dubious little spot. You're off that Boston game. You've got the all-star break looming. This is their final game, so keep that in mind. But, again, L.A. struggled on the back-to-back on the road. They might have Quick and Net, so it's canceled out maybe by that, If that, if, especially if Quick's in Net. That's going to make it a lot tougher, I think, for the Kings if Quick is in Net. He has just really been fighting the puck. If this was a Tampa road game, I would probably be looking to fade Tampa. If Tampa was playing somebody else on the yeah. road with, with, with the situation, I would be looking. But I think with them being at home and playing well at home and catching LA on the second one back-to-back, then that's why that this is a good spot. Because I just talked about how a, you know, a team like Colorado is sending guys to, to the All-Star break. Why that's uh, a pass and this is a play, I think, you know, like I said, the other side kind of warrants playing on. Yeah, uh, plus Tampa Bay's in, well, so is Colorado. They're in a precarious spot, but Tampa Bay's still trying to move up the uh, standings uh, as well. So, uh, you know, frittering away games is not something you, you're obviously always looking to do. So we'll see how this one uh, plays out. In terms of uh, props, there is something I wanted to mention here for uh, this game. Uh, Adrian Kempe is just uh, a man possessed at the moment for the Kings. You know, you don't always get value as much with him as a, a, a compared to some other players, but it would be remiss to not to mention him. He's been rolling lately for the uh, Tampa Bay or for the LA Kings. Uh, Brandon Hagel's a point machine. Now you got to lay a buck fifty or so to score a point, but I mean it's been almost automatic with Brandon Hagel. I mean to get a point for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, he's been just a point producing machine lately for them uh, as of late. Uh, you could go in that direction as far as uh, points. Uh, I think in the last uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the last nine games, he's gotten at least one point for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So, you know, he's been excellent. It goes without saying, you know, a lot of their big guns have stepped up for them offensively. Our guy Cubano in the uh, chat was uh, mentioning something about Corey Perry uh, and the fact he had a multi-goal game, you know, early in his career against L.A. or something like that. But he's had some success against L.A. in the past. Maybe you look at Corey Perry. Uh, to find the back of the net. Problem is, he's in a goal-scoring drought right now, uh, Corey. Actually, that's not true. He had two goals against uh, Minnesota uh, just recently. Boston, he didn't score, and then he had five games previous before that without a goal. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to take a uh, – it's, it's definitely in my wheelhouse of a bargain bin player prop if you go with Corey Perry, plus 500 in some spots to score a goal tonight. So not a bad uh, consideration there uh, if you're interested in that. Uh, Jared Anderson Dolan, by the way, Someone that's getting power play minutes right now. He had the two goals against Chicago. He's getting opportunities. He's had nine shots in the last three games. So another bargain bin uh, player prop that sprinkle a couple bucks on. Uh, maybe it uh, comes through uh, for Jared Anderson Dolan here uh, with the uh, LA Kings tonight. All right, Philadelphia, Winnipeg. We've got the uh, Jets minus 220 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game here. Uh, these two teams just met in Philly recently. Jets got the better of it, uh, a 5-3 win. 
uh, against the uh, Flyers. Tough game, tough loss for the Flyers the other night uh, against Minnesota. They led a good portion of that game. Uh, uh, they end up losing, though, 3-2 to two in overtime. Third straight loss for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers now as they go into Winnipeg uh, against the uh, Jets. So and, uh, my theory on this game is that I think Winnipeg, I not think, I know Winnipeg was not happy about their game against Buffalo. I mean, if you watched that game the other night, they had nothing in the tank. And I mentioned that, Alex, on the show on Thursday with the Sabres and the Jets game. They went 18 straight days traveling in between games, the Winnipeg Jets, home and then a road trip, home for one game, then back on the road for like that five, six game trip, and then back home again. They looked like it. They were skating in quicksand Thursday night against Buffalo. That 3-2 score was flattering. Buffalo yeah. was up 3 nothing. The shots were like 35-17 to for Buffalo in that game, and Buffalo kind of took their foot off the gas late. They got a couple goals with the net empty and the extra attacker, but they were dominated by the Sabres uh, in that game the other night. They had no legs uh, whatsoever, uh, the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And I, I think they want to they want to bounce back mentally. I think the focus is there. They, they don't want this losing streak to continue. Now they've lost two in a row, including that game, which was just awful against Buffalo. They had nothing in their tank. I think the the, the mentality is there to play hard, play well, play better tonight. I don't know if it's there physically for them. And then you got the all-star break looming, and then they play St. Louis in the final game before the break. So, And Philadelphia, say what you will about them, they're, they're hanging around in games. They gave Winnipeg a tough game just recently, even though they lost 5-3. You know, it was back and forth. Flyers were down. They'd come back. they tie it 3-3. And then, of course, each of their last two losses, it took overtime. So it's not like this is a slam dunk. Yeah, let's lay it with the Jets or let's take the Jets in regulation, especially now you also see the Flyers have gone to overtime in two straight games. So ultimately, I decided to pass. Lean Jets in regulation, but just a lean. Con um, Con I'm thinking of Pub Sports Radio, Connor Mack. Not Connor Mack, Alex. <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one. It, uh, I passed this one as well. Like I said, it's a, a big card. There's a, a no, quite a few plays that I do like today, but nothing in in this game. Like I said, could see a lean toward uh, overtime. This could be one of those games, like I said, with you know Flyers kind of hang around, Jets don't do much, and ends up you know next thing you know it's two two and it's going to OT. So that would maybe be a maybe a sprinkle on that because of the, you're looking at a decent price. But uh, other than that, it's just stay away from it. Yeah, I agree. A little bit of a tricky one here. All right, San Jose Pittsburgh. Uh, we've got the uh, Penguins minus two forty to minus two fifty. Uh, home favorites in this game and the total six and a half uh, pretty much across the board. Uh, what do the Sharks bring to the t bring to the ice tonight following that last night? That is that is that's as bad a loss as you can ask for. Like, there's a lot of teams that have had some bad losses over the years, but they were up three two against Carolina last night and they actually played, you know, a decent hockey game, the Sharks, and they're about to get a massive upset. They end up, it's, it's the craziest shit this game, the way it ended. They actually score a goal courtesy of Mario Ferraro into the empty net with a minute 52 to go to go up 4-2. And you think, that's it. It's over. 4-2 Sharks. They just put it away into the empty net with a minute 52 to go. And, oh, my gosh, you won't believe what happens next. Actually, you will because Carolina is just that, you know, incredible at times. And San Jose is capable of doing things like that. But still, uh, obviously down 4-2. Brindamore pulls the goalie again because it's still a two-goal margin. You never know what can happen. And then, sure enough, Sebastian Ajo with a minute uh, and 37 left, just 15 seconds after the empty net goal, he scores to make it 4-3. 
And then, of course, obviously, they pull the goalie again. And sure enough, 12 seconds left, and Marty Natchez equalizes and ties that game 4-4. And then, obviously, all the momentum on Carolina's side going into overtime, and they end it, and Marty Natchez does it again. First minute of overtime, a 5-4 stunning comeback win for the Hurricanes. And if you saw James Reimer after the game, he was just livid. Livid at himself, probably more than his team, but uh, that is brutal. Uh, as bad as it gets to lose a game like that uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So how does uh, David Quinn pick this team up? How do they pick themselves up? And now that's their fourth loss in a row, one and seven in their last eight games. They have not won on this road trip yet. Losses at Columbus, at Boston, at Detroit, at Carolina. What do you get here from the uh, Sharks in this game? Uh, that ends up being the big question. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, is coming off a 3-2 shootout loss to the uh uh, Washington Capitals. Here's a crazy thing for the Penguins. Five of their last six games have gone beyond regulation. This has been an overtime or a shootout machine lately uh, with their games going beyond the third period. So maybe they won't beat San Jose easily, you know, but I don't know if San Jose is going to be uh, apt to bring their best after the just the catastrophic uh, loss they had last night. I say catastrophic because when you when you put the empty net goal in to go up by two with less than two minutes to go, you think you're winning that hockey game. You know, 98% of the time you are winning that hockey game. This was one of the 2% of the time they didn't win the hockey game. That's tough to overcome that, especially when you got to play the very next night uh, back-to-back on the road as well, traveling from Raleigh to uh, Pittsburgh for this game. Sharks, by the way, on a back-to-back 3-8 and eight, uh, this year uh, on the second night of back-to-back games. So I want no part of San Jose. Uh, Pittsburgh, again, though, I've got the heebie-jeebies with laying this kind of price or taking them in any form. They're not winning any games easily right now. Their defensive game leaves a lot to be desired, and we've seen that in some recent games. We'll have to see if Tristan Jari is ready to return. I don't think so. It looks like he's still out. Yeah, Casey DeSmith in net for the Penguins. That's confirmed, and it is Kapo Kakinen, which you would have expected on a back-to-back in net for the Sharks. He's only given up, well, 11 goals in the last two starts. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, of course, I'm kidding. That's not good. Um, this is one of those games I do maybe Penguins and over five and a half. This is a good combo bet type of game. I agree with that, Brent. Penguins and over five and a half. I could see. I, I like the over on its own, uh, honestly, six and a half in this game. I definitely like the over on its own. It's my strongest play on this game. Maybe for something smaller, Pittsburgh and over five and a half combo. Uh, which you'll be able to get at a plus price. But I'm sticking with the over here. And remember, last time San Jose made the trip to Pittsburgh, you know what the score was? 8-5 <laughs> for Pittsburgh. So uh, it was a, a wild, wild high-scoring affair. So I like the over on its own uh, in this game, San Jose-Pittsburgh. I think something smaller here, I'll go with the uh, Pittsburgh and over, 5.5 here, which is plus 118 at Pinnacle. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Sharks-Penguins? Yeah, this is a great over, and even at six and a half, I laid I laid a dollar ten about maybe thirty minutes ago. Um, this is a great spot because this is one of those classic kind of heading in the All Star break. You got a Sharks team that you know obviously they're they're going nowhere uh, and coming off of a colossal loss. And uh, it was mentioned in the chat that the last time that this happened, it was also San Jose did the same thing in twenty twenty. Uh, so they are two of the three teams to have done this in, in history, NHL history, where. Score an empty net goal, take a two-goal lead, and still blow that lead and lose the game. Pittsburgh, on the other hand, they're one of those teams that I think really needs the break to rest and heal and, and, and try to get ready for the second-half stretch run. Uh, this is a you know a veteran group 
and I could see them, you know, kind of maybe taking their foot off the gas, just not not coming at it 100% right away. So I just feel like they just roll the puck out, play some pond hockey, and we see some goals back and forth. Uh, DeSmith being, you know, kind of, you know, ran hard a little bit this week with uh, the Jari injury. Kokkinen has been brutal. As you mentioned, late Sharks have lost eight of the last 11 in the second half of a, a back-to-back. So this feels like a game that just has goals galore written all over it. So I like the over. All right, there you go. Alex liking the over here with uh, San Jose and Pittsburgh as well. Makes some sense. Again, DeSmith hasn't been totally shutting it down. It hasn't been a, really more DeSmith as much as it's been defending in front of DeSmith from the Penguins team. has been a little spotty here uh, as of late. Uh, and again, for the Penguins, this is their final game uh, going into the break. And it's also San Jose's final game uh, going into the break. So both of these teams, uh, their pre-All-Star break schedule comes to a close tonight. Uh, with this game between the uh, Sharks and the uh, Penguins. All right, so we've gotten through just slightly more than the first half uh, of the Saturday NHL card. Uh, 212 live viewers on YouTube right now uh, tuning in on a Saturday afternoon. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. And shout out to our podcast listeners as well. We're back to break down the remaining part of the Saturday uh, NHL card right after we hear from Gramco. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice. Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and ready to keep it going here on this Saturday slate. We move along now to the Vegas Golden Knights and the New York Islanders, two slumping hockey teams. Someone's got to win this game. Golden Knights minus 115, slight road favorites, six being the total in this game. Um, now, we talked about the Islanders' struggles. They finally snapped the losing streak last night against the uh, Detroit Red Wings, two to nothing. Still, they're struggling to score goals. They had a bunch of opportunities. The power play still went 0 for 4. I think it's a bit of a fool's gold win for the Islanders. First of all, Detroit on the road's a little skeptical, shaky. Uh, and I mentioned, even and I took Detroit last night, knowing that we had some issues trusting a Detroit on the road, but it was just a fate of the Islanders at that price. They got it done, but they still only scored two goals. Oh, and I said yesterday going into that game, they're getting nothing at all offensively, not a fucking thing offensively outside of Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. Well, who scored the two goals last night? Oh, duh, Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. Wow, stunned. Uh, yeah, uh, they got both of the goals last night for uh, the New York Islanders. Uh, and thank goodness for them because they're the only two doing a thing offensively at the moment for the um, New York Islanders. So we'll see if they build on that. It's a back-to-back -back for both of these teams, but it's a back-to-back -back in that yeah, it's the Islanders back-to-back, -back, but they're at home both games. And even for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's back-to-back, -back, but they were at Madison Square Garden last night. It's not like it's strenuous travel 
uh, going to Long Island here for this game against the uh, Islanders. I mean, it's a really tough game. I mean, I have a hard time trusting Vegas. I want no part of the Islanders still, even after last night. I think I'd favor Vegas slightly if I had to. Uh, it's not really a game that I've got a strong feel for. Uh, it's two teams that it's just difficult to see them putting good performances together. Islanders beat Vegas, by the way, 5-2 to two in Vegas uh, earlier this season. Uh, in at, at T-Mobile Arena, five to two. I think I took a shot with the Islanders in that game. Yes, I did. I remember being on the Islanders in that game. They were around plus one fifty uh, underdogs, and they ended up getting a five-two win uh, in Vegas. But definitely, things have gone a lot differently. Yeah, Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. If you bet the Islanders, don't bet the Islanders. Just bet Brock Nelson and Anders Lee to score a goal. Uh, because if they're gonna if they're gonna win or if they're gonna do anything in terms of uh, putting the puck in the net, those are the two guys. Uh, that are going to score the uh, goals uh, right now for them uh, at this point in time. So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a tough game. I lean slightly to Vegas, but I, I was kind of hoping they'd be a slight road dog, not a slight road favorite. Lean Vegas, I'm probably going to pass, though. Alex, what do you think? Golden Knights, Islanders. This is the worst game on the board, and that's saying a lot considering that Arizona and Anaheim are also playing tonight. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is one I won't be watching. I won't be betting on. I won't be doing anything. The Islanders game last night, I didn't even watch it until the replay overnight and like I said saw where the Islanders finally got a third period goal for the first time in 11 games they are second all time to the 1928-29 Chicago Blackhawks went 17 games in a row without scoring in the third period uh so it's definitely not a uh a dubious honor by any means but this is just uh, like I said two bad teams in bad form uh I could see this one easily being a 2-1 you know shootout game they're just trying to you know play out the string and 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 you know uh, get these days off, or this could be one of those six to five kind of back and forth battles. I have no idea. I don't want anything to do with them. All right. Buffalo Sabres, Minnesota Wild. We've got the uh, Minnesota Wild minus 180 home favorites. Uh, the total six and a half here uh, in this game. Uh, should be interesting to see how this one uh, uh, goes between these uh, two teams. Uh, from what I understand, this is uh, according to our resident Wild fan, uh, Terry Edelman. This is Hockey Day in Minnesota or something. Is that what this is today? Yes, uh, mm -hmm. okay. which is a All which right. is a it's a big deal here because it, well for two twofold one that's just a big day uh, every year they pick up uh, a town or a city in Minnesota to have a outdoor rink with high school games the Gophers yep. men and women teams always play and the Wild usually play I think all but one game have always been at home here at XL Energy Center. But also you have Winter Carnival going on right here in St. Paul right. too. So this is a huge weekend, uh, arguably one of the biggest weekends of the year in Minnesota. Is that why the start time's later, one hour later? Yes, I know that's it's why it's a late, it's a late PM local. Right, yeah. because the uh, the Gopher men's game is coming on at 5 or like 4.30, and then it goes right in the wild pregame, and then the wild game at 8. So, yeah, this game is always around like 8 or 8.30 every year. Oh, okay. Mm. Very good. Good to know. All that being said, fuck that shit. I like Buffalo <laughs> in this game. Uh, plus 160. Uh, you know I'm going to be on the Sabres. You have to know that. I mean, we've been rolling with them on this uh, road trip. Uh, and uh, you look at this situation here. It's not like Minnesota's convincingly beating teams right now. Uh, you know, even look at the win that snapped the losing streak against Philly. Uh, they got outplayed, outshot, uh, needed overtime to escape the uh, Philadelphia Flyers 3-2 uh, to two, uh, in overtime. I mean, Buffalo's playing well. Buffalo just feels comfortable on the road. And Buffalo likes taking on good teams on the road. It gets the best out of this team. I wish they'd play like this at home, you know, when they're playing Philly or they're playing, you know, Columbus. And those are the games that are more likely to, you know, they're more likely to lose. 
you know, they, they've had that pattern where they kind of play down to their opponent, Buffalo. But on the road, as underdogs, they've been just lights out as road underdogs. I mean, it's really remarkable. The run that they have put together, this Buffalo Sabres team as road underdogs against, like I say, average or better hockey teams in those spots on the road as underdogs. I'm going to, again, rhyme them off for you since December the 15th. At Colorado, road dog win. At Vegas, road dog win. At Boston, road dog win. At Washington, road dog win. At Nashville, road dog win. At Dallas, at St. Louis, at Winnipeg on this current road trip, road dog wins for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So uh, just too good of a price, plus 160. Now, this is the tail end, right, uh, of the road trip. They go back home for one more game before the All-Star break after this Buffalo against Carolina. So is this the end of the road trip that they (sighs) exhale spot, take a deep breath, maybe don't have their best game potentially, and if that's the case, Minnesota can get them here. But uh, at this price, you know, we've already cashed with uh, Buffalo against Dallas, St. Louis, and Winnipeg on this road trip. Like I've been on all three of these games with Buffalo on this road trip that they've won as dogs. So uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Maybe this is the night they stumble. But who cares? We're already profitable, win or lose tonight. We're back to Buffalo here tonight, getting plus 160. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sabres, wild. Yeah, I get it. And like I said, you've been riding this this team, and they're on a hot streak right now. It makes total sense to just kind of keep on riding, especially with the plus price. But I would tread very carefully because, like I said, as I mentioned, this is a big deal. Hockey Day in Minnesota and the Wild have always played well on this day for whatever reason. And it's always, you know, matchups be damned. Uh, they're 12, two and one on this uh, on this day in, in the 15 wow. years that they've had Pretty this. Good. Yeah, it, it really good. And, and it's usually because, like I said, with the crowds are, are always kind of lively and electric. It's, it's a little bit more of a of a uh, almost like an opening night kind of feel uh, in the building, which obviously you don't have that, you know, any other big kind of games in, in the middle of January. So I, that has a lot to do with it as well. But. It's one I'm, I'm just I'm torn because this is not a wild team I want to lay a price with even a regulation. Uh, like I said, Buffalo, it, it's hard to, to try to go against them the, the streak that they've been on right now, and especially in this spot. I would take a shot here with the draw at plus three sixty five. I could easily see this one going in OT. We saw the Wild a few of these games uh, on hockey; they have gone to OT and they end up winning those. We've also seen where three of the last six meetings between these two clubs have gone to OT. So. Uh, I think that's a good spot. I can see where Buffalo comes out hot, but I think the Wild can you know, trade blows with them. And I think this one goes past 16. All right, liking the draw here uh, more than anything here. Sabres and Wild for uh, Alex in this one. Yeah, a lot of close games lately for the uh, Wild. I could see that, the draw being uh, a potential look here uh, in this one. Uh, we'll see how, he, how it ends up uh, playing out. Uh, I want to point out something here as well, and I think I might add the over in this game just because we're getting a little Edmonton Oiler vibe going on with the uh, – Buffalo Sabres in terms of their totals patterns. They had under against Winnipeg January 12th over the next game, under against Florida over the next game, under against the Islanders over the next game against Anaheim, uh, under with the Dallas Stars over against St. Louis earlier this week. I mean, after an under, and the last game was an under with Winnipeg, I mean, they've been on this uh, bet the over off an under in a game involving the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, that's definitely been there. I want to see if it goes back even further than that. Let's see. It really does. I mean, you go back to December December 10th to 15th, three Buffalo games in a row went under the total. December 15th, off and under, they went over. December 19th, off and under, they went over the next game. January 1st, Ottawa, under. The next game went over. January 9th, Philadelphia, under. The next game went over. Uh, this has really been a strong pattern with Buffalo. 
I mean, it has been since early December that two games in a row for them have gone under the total. So that is something to consider there for sure with the uh, over potentially uh, being a look here uh, in this game. And keep in mind, goaltending, we uh, don't – do we have confirmation? Yeah, flurry and net for uh, Minnesota uh, in this game. Probably UPL, Ukopekalukanen for Buffalo, uh, although that hasn't been confirmed. It is worth noting right now for the uh, Buffalo Sabres as well uh, that uh, I believe there's something going on with Anderson because the last game Eric Comrie started – and UPL was his backup. Anderson wasn't even dressed uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. So there. Uh, also, I think that I read something. They might just be shutting him down with the All-Star break, you know, coming around, give him a good amount of rest as well. So we'll see if he's even available, but it could be Lukanen with uh, Comrie backing up again tonight for the Sabres uh, in this one. All right, Chicago and Edmonton. Oh, by the way, for props in that game, uh, it goes without saying um, – Dylan Cousins is always worth a look. He did get banged up the last game, but I think he's going to be good to go. It looks like he's fine. Rasmus Dahlin has seven points in the last five games. So uh, if there's any way you can play points or goal, even a goal prop with him, because he's not scared to jump into the play and fire that puck either. Rasmus Dahlin, an outstanding uh, season he has had. Uh, there's definitely some looks for Buffalo here in this game you can consider. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, one guy to look for for Minnesota would be Ryan Hartman. He's going to be back in the lineup. He's been a healthy scratch the last couple of games, kind of yep. in, uh, in the doghouse there with Everson. I think he's definitely a guy who could step up and maybe get a point uh, in the game tonight. Great angle, too. Coming off a healthy scratch the last couple of games, uh, you know, someone that is obviously going to want to make an impact back in the lineup. Show uh, Dean Everson, hey, don't you fucking do that again. You know, I'm, I'm too valuable. I'm too uh, too much of an impact here for this team. Uh, we'll see if uh, Ryan Hartman bounces back uh, after being scratched here the last uh, couple of games. Uh, all right, next up, we've got Chicago and yeah, Tyson Jost for the Sabres against his old team, the Wild. Uh, yeah, you could consider that for sure. Uh, that's always an angle that sometimes works. Uh, Chicago and Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton minus 420 home favorite, six and a half the total. Uh, if you've been laying minus 400 or more favorites this week, you've been just get you've been getting it reamed uh, right now. Uh, essentially, uh, I mean that's the issue. I mean, and Edmonton was one of those big favorites. I don't know if they were laying quite this much against Columbus, but uh, earlier this week they lost in overtime. Close, what happened? Yeah. yeah, it was close to this number though. We saw Calgary what happened against Chicago. We saw Colorado what happened against Anaheim. No way uh, am I interested in Edmonton at this price uh, at all. Uh, let's see who's in net tonight. I'm kind of hoping they give Stauber another shot uh, here for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. I thought he played pretty well against Calgary the other night. Again, the Flames didn't bring their best, but uh, I'm starting to see projections that indicate it's probably back to Peter Morozik tonight, although that has not been uh, confirmed as of yet. Uh, for uh, Edmonton in this game, Skinner uh, is currently being uh, projected to be in net for them. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, he was in net for the loss against uh, Columbus on uh, – Thursday night, uh, or sorry, Wednesday night. Uh, and uh, so we'll see if he uh, goes back in net tonight. And if you look at it, uh, he still had a great season, but they've been trying to get Campbell in there a little bit more lately. Uh, Jay Woodcroft for this Oilers team, and Campbell has played a little bit better. Uh, you look at the recent head-to-head meetings uh, since uh, March 3rd of uh, 2022. Actually, if you go back to the beginning of last year, the 2021-22 season, it's 3-2 and two for Edmonton in the five meetings, but Edmonton had a 5-2 win. But other than that, Chicago won 4-1 in Edmonton, 4-3 against Edmonton at home. And then in Chicago, earlier this year, they played in October, October 27th, and then November 30th, two meetings earlier this year in Chicago. 
6-5 Edmonton, 5-4 Edmonton. Close games. Chicago gave them fits. Chicago really did give them fits. So this is one of those games, and I don't do this very often here, uh, and I might still wait to see if Stauber's in that. I'm, I don't like this as much with Morozik uh, in goal, if it is indeed him. Uh, but if it's Stauber, I'll definitely like this bet more. And that's just taking Chicago plus one and a half, plus 140. You know, even you can get plus 140 with the Blackhawks just as plus one and a half goals uh, on the puck line. You know, when you factor in that each of the games in Chicago versus Edmonton this year were one goal games, there's been a lot of tight hockey. Chicago's won two of the last five. Only one of the last five meetings has Edmonton won by more than a goal uh, over the Chicago Blackhawks. So that means that that makes that Chicago plus one and a half at plus 140 very valuable. And if you just a little added security, if you don't want to go full bore with the plus 320 uh, in this game, and you could even go one step further. Great point by Neil uh, in the chat. You have to lay a price with the plus two and a half. So I don't like it as much. But if you really want that added uh, security, uh, plus two and a half with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks around minus 118. So, again, still not a bad price for plus two and a half goals with Chicago. I'd certainly be more interested in that than anything to do with Edmonton especially right before the uh, All-Star break, uh, laying minus uh, 420. For Edmonton, this is their final game before the break. Same with Chicago. So the last game for both teams. I'm leaning Chicago in some form, plus one and a half, plus two and a half, a little bit more so than the money line just to be safer. I I do like the over, regardless of the goalie situations in this game. It's been an over-series history. The two games in Chicago went over the total. Uh, again, very unfortunate that the over pushed the other night against Calgary, but four of the last five meetings have gone over the total with the Blackhawks and the Oilers and, uh, Chicago becomes a, a stronger play with Stauber in net. And, and at least on the puck line, the over becomes a stronger play for me with, uh, Morozik in net for the uh, Hawks, but I like the over regardless, uh, definitely I'm on the over regardless of who's going to be in net for Chicago. And if it is Stauber, the young kid who's been actually pretty solid, uh, I'll be interested in some kind of Chicago play on the puck line here, plus one and a half, plus two and a half, maybe a little sprinkle on both, and maybe just a small smidget on the money line as well. Because again, they've given Edmonton tough games here. And Chicago, say what you will about how they should be losing games. And they should be tanking. Don't tell the team that. <laughs> they have found ways to win. They've actually had a very good stretch here the last 10, 12 games, uh, much maybe to the chagrin of a guy like Alex B. Smith, fan of the team. What do you think here, Blackhawks, Oilers? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it should be happy times watching, you know, your favorite team win seven of the last 10 games, but not when you're trying to tank for the, for the number one pick, of course. And uh, like I said, this is a you know, spot where Edmonton, you know, we saw them struggle against Columbus and, and, and now heading into that the break, you know, you, you think they would want to play better and maybe get off to a, a better start. So I like the first period over here quite a bit. It's at two. Uh, you find it plus $1.10, plus $1.15. If you look at the history, 14 and five to so the first period over the last 19. Uh, you break it down closer, nine and two the last 11. And uh, out of that last 11, if you were to set the number at two, we're talking eight, two, and one uh, to that first period over. So you've seen not just two goals, you've seen three, four, five goals in that first period uh, over the last several meetings between these two clubs. So, and like I said, uh, someone in the chat said Campbell uh, confirmed for Edmonton. Even if you go with Starber, like I said, he's played well the last two starts, but he's still susceptible, I think, to having a you know maybe a, a bit of a mediocre game at some point, especially against this Oiler offense. And if it's Morazic, we know how he gives up goals in bunches. So I like the first period over two plus a dollar ten. All right, first period over two plus one ten here for Alex with the Blackhawks and the Oilers. 
Uh, as far as, uh, by the way, uh, player props uh, go for this game, I mean, for Chicago, you know, they've, they've, they've actually had some offensive punch. We certainly saw that on full display uh, the other night against the uh, Calgary Flames in that uh, 5-1 victory uh, for Chicago. I mean, when I look at their game, I, I, Taylor Radish stands out. Kurashev's played better. Domi's always a threat. Uh, you know, those are the guys that I'd really focus on in terms of any props for Chicago. Uh, on the Edmonton side of things, uh, you would think they're going to want to respond with a much better performance, which they're capable of fully here uh, tonight as they take on the uh, Blackhawks after losing at home against uh, Columbus in their last game. Uh, as far as the uh, props go for them uh, tonight, I'd probably be interested, actually, in Derek Ryan a little bit, moving up to the second line. That's always an interesting angle when you see someone that's uh, moving on up. He is. Hyman's just been lights out. And Holloway is back on the top line, it looks like, potentially tonight with McDavid and Hyman. So Holloway and Hyman on the top line could be uh, good player prop looks, in my opinion, with the uh, Edmonton Oilers tonight. All right, Columbus, Seattle. We've got the uh, Kraken, minus 270 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, the uh, this is a really really d dangerous treacherous spot for Columbus in particular. Look at what they've been through this week: a lengthy road trip through Western Canada, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. Uh, they wrap it up here uh, in Seattle tonight. This is going to be their fourth game uh, in uh, six nights, and that's never an easy uh, thing to go through. Uh, and a back to back as well after being in Vancouver last night, losing five two. Uh, to the uh, Blue Jack uh, to the Canucks last night. That's concerning. Uh, the Jackets, of course, Blankenberg. Uh, they just got him back. He's out. Gus Nyquist was put on IR. Uh, upper body injury out indefinitely. Still in terms of Voracek, uh, Bean, Wierenski, Danforth, uh, Shinnikov. Uh, still a bunch of injuries up front. You know they battled. You know the Calgary game when Johnny Gaudreau's return, great effort. Although they got heavily outshot. Edmonton, they won in overtime. They did get outshot in that game too. And same thing with Vancouver, although finally uh, the roof caved in on them a little bit uh, and we ended up going with uh, that uh, and they ended up losing 5-2 uh, last night uh, against the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So very, very tricky spot here. Uh, it was Martin Jones finally looking like Martin Jones of old last night, not his best night uh, against Calgary, but give the Flames credit. I mean, it's hard to explain how they looked against Chicago when you see the way they played last night against Seattle. I mean, you couldn't even unrecognizable. You know, it's like there were two different hockey teams, the Flames versus Chicago, the Flames versus Seattle uh, last night. That looked like the Flames. That looked like the Flames we saw against Tampa uh, last week. Dominance all over the Kraken, uh, had the puck most of the night, uh, and it was a very impressive road win for the uh, Calgary Flames last night, getting the 5-2 victory uh, over the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Seattle looking to bounce back here. Uh, they are on a back-to-back, -back, uh, but no travel, unlike Columbus, where they do fly in. Seattle's 2-1 and one, uh, on a back-to-back -back this year. Columbus just 2-6, and six, by the way, uh, on a back-to-back -back this year. So much worse for uh, Columbus uh, going into this game. I would think we're going to see Grubauer. I think you got to get him in there if you're Dave Haxtall. Uh, get him in there, especially with Jones off the loss last night. He's played a little bit better, actually, in his last two starts. Uh, he only gave up two goals against Tampa, uh, even though they ended up losing that game. Uh, one goal allowed to Colorado uh, the, in the last game, although they lost in a shootout to the Avs. So Grubauer's play the last couple of games, you know, for a guy that's obviously still trying to find his uh, best uh, footing, uh, has been better in the last two starts for the uh, Kraken in net. 
you got to think this could be, and they've they've shied away from starting him because it's just been so bad for him, and he just can't seem to stop a puck right now. But you've given Corpusalo four starts in a row. This is a back-to-back at the end of this long road trip. Don't you have to see Merzlikens tonight? I think you probably do. you got to give Corpusalo a rest. He's played a lot of hard, intense hockey uh, the last uh, few games of this road trip against Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. I think you're going to see Merzlikens, although it hasn't been confirmed. I like the over in this game uh, as well. But more than that, uh, I like Seattle in a split bet. First period puck line, full game puck line. I think this is a spot for Seattle to get back on track. It does concern me that the first game without Beneers last night, they didn't look right. That's an impact injury. Matty Beneers matters big time to this Seattle Kraken. Uh, and uh, without him last night, they definitely looked out of sorts a little bit. Is that just a one-off thing, or is that a sign of things to come? But losing Matty Beneers does matter for the uh, Kraken because he's had such a great season, and they didn't look great in the first game without him. But that was Calgary. This is Columbus. I think they can make do without him tonight, and I think there's the potential they put the uh, boots here to the uh, Jackets tonight in a brutal scheduling spot at the end of this road trip. So for me, uh, I am going to go with Seattle minus a half plus 115. Uh, first period puck line split bet with the full game puck line, which is minus one and a half, minus one ten in this game, and also a look over six and a half. Uh, what, especially if Merzlikens is in net, will you know, increase the uh, uh, units on the over just a bit if that's confirmed. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Columbus, Seattle. Yeah, slightly into the first period over. It's at two plus a dollar twenty. The one thing that kind of concerns, like I said, Seattle did not look good without Veneers. Also, Yanni Gord. Uh, blocked the shot. He did finish the game, but he was wasn't completely uh, right after the first period when he blocked that shot. Kind of went down, could put weight on his leg, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't really you know play a full shift most of the rest of the way. So that being said, you know you wonder, okay, you know a couple of guys getting banged up. That's when you start seeing that kind of stuff heading into the All Star break or heading into a holiday break. That's when you kind of, you know, look at, you know, the team just kind of, you know, maybe seize up a little bit and say, hey, let's, you know, just play it safe and not try to, you know, you know suffer any damage before heading into this break. So I'm a little cautious of that. On the flip side, like I said, Columbus, you know, end of the road trip in a really dubious spot. And more than likely going to have to roll Merzlikens out, who's been struggling of late. So can't back it with them, even though they came off of that win against uh, Edmonton, it's hard to see them stringing back-to-back wins together uh, as a big dog spot. So this is going to be a pass for them. Yeah, that is an important point with uh, Gord. We'll see if he uh, is in the uh, lineup tonight. Because Beneers, uh, it's not just him too. Jaden Schwartz has been out for a period of time for the uh, Blues. He had 23 points before his injury, and he's missed uh, the last uh, seven uh, games for them. Uh, but definitely Beneers, we saw the impact first game out. But I still think without Beneers, you can take advantage of this Jackets team with likely Merzlikens in net. Back-to-back on the road, fourth road game in six nights. I mean, it's really, really tricky spot here for the Blue Jackets, and uh, you just hope the focus is there for Seattle. Don't just say, hey, we've had a great run. We lost last night. We're a little bit sore. We're a little bit tired. Let's mail it in tonight against uh, Columbus. I hope not, because if they do, obviously, uh, then Columbus can hang around in this game, but I'm hoping the latter is the case. We lost last night. We don't want to go into the all-star break with two home losses in a row. Uh, We want to nip the shit in the bud. Uh, and get back on uh, track here tonight against the uh, Jackets. We'll see if uh, Seattle has that mindset. I'm betting they are, uh, as obviously with taking them first period puck line and full game puck line. All right, 
So after all these great games on this massive Saturday card, we wrap up with the most uh, exciting, glamorous game of the night. No, maybe not. Uh, Arizona Coyotes, Anaheim Ducks, final game of this Saturday slate. Even money, minus 110, uh, both sides. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, obviously, these are two, uh, you know, the weaker teams in the uh, NHL and the Western Conference. It's two uh, erratic teams. One night they show up, one night they don't. I think there is an angle we could use, at least from a side perspective in this game. I mean, you got two, uh, obviously, uh, pretty bad teams. Certainly, I think there's a potential here for some offense with uh, Anaheim's been an over machine. Like, I am not betting any Anaheim game uh, under the total. Anaheim has trended over now in 10 straight games. I definitely lean that way with the total. But as far as the side goes, Ana or Arizona rather was listless at home against Anaheim earlier this week. I think it was one of their worst games they've had at Mullet Arena. They let Anaheim go in there and just, you know, pretty much embarrass them. Uh, Anaheim was up, you know, 3 nothing in that game, uh, or 4 nothing, I should say, in that game before Arizona finally got on the board. Uh, Anaheim ended up winning 5-2 in the desert uh, just uh, earlier this week, four days ago. Part of me thinks that resonates with Arizona, that Anaheim just went into our building and dummied us. Because we saw Arizona's better than that. Obviously, they bounced back. They shut out St. Louis 5 nothing at home the next game. I think Arizona's the play here uh, at minus 110. I do. And again, on the road, they're a little bit dicey. We know the road record for them. It's only 6-23. and 23, But Anaheim's only won eight home games this year. It's not like they've been scintillating at Honda Center uh, this year, the Anaheim Ducks. And then you throw on to the fact, too, that Anaheim is returning home off a very long six-game road trip. They haven't been home since January 13th. That's over two weeks on the road for this Anaheim Ducks team through Pittsburgh, Philly, Columbus, Buffalo, Arizona, Colorado. And yeah, they've won two in a row, including the massive upset against Colorado, 5-3 uh, on uh, Thursday night. But man, does this have letdown spot written all over it here for the Anaheim Ducks after that. I mean, Anaheim's going to treat that win like they fucking won a Stanley Cup. Let's be honest. I mean, the team's going nowhere. You pulled a huge, massive win against Colorado as what plus three hundred plus underdogs. You're going to react more than normal for a, than a normal regular season win. That's especially for a bad team. Uh, that is definitely, I, I think, a situation where you, you don't expect Anaheim to be able to bring it to that level uh, here tonight. And again, the first game home off a very lengthy uh, six-game road trip for the Anaheim Ducks. I'm trying to see if there's any long-term numbers here for them coming off a road trip. Yeah, zero and four. Uh, for the Anaheim Ducks, the last four tries for them after a road trip of seven or more days. So there you go, 0-4 uh, after a road trip of at least one week in length. So there you go. There's the evidence you need. Not a bet on spot for the Anaheim Ducks. Off a massive, stunning win. But this is what bad teams do. You think, you know, beat Colorado, you're going to get a little jolt out of it. doesn't always work that way. I still remember that game, and I've referenced it a bunch of times. I remember they beat Carolina, and I was ready to just get on the Anaheim bandwagon, maybe a turning point for their season. They beat a really good Carolina team in Anaheim. Do you know what happened the next game? And I bet Anaheim like a dope in that game. They lost 6-1 to San Jose at home. That's what happened in the next game. Didn't follow it up. Couldn't follow it up. So, yeah, I like Arizona here. Great situation. Arizona, Anaheim off a long six-game road trip, two weeks on the road. They're 0-4 in this spot at home off a of 7 plus day road trip and Arizona getting kind of humiliated to some extent when you're down four, nothing in your building against Anaheim, 
you know you've played bad. I think there's some, some atonement that this Coyotes team is going to want here uh, in this game. So I like them, minus 110, smaller lean over the total, smaller bet over the total as well. Alex, what do you think here, Coyotes, Ducks? Yeah, I was joking in the in the chat, and I said this is the edible game of the night. Yeah, basically just pop an edible, bet this first period over in-game, wait for it to drop down to about maybe $1.15 or $1.10. I think we see goals here early and often. The first period over 8-2 and two last 10 uh, meetings between these two teams. This definitely feels like a <laughs> roll out the roll out of the puck and, and play and just see who, uh, who 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 finishes with the win here, basically. So, uh, like I said, it, it makes sense to you know looking at that Arizona angle where Anaheim could kind of be you know flying high and mighty, but at the same time, it's, you know, division opponent. Uh, you know, you don't really want to just all of a sudden just regress back. If anything, you want to head into the break. Hey, we beat Colorado. Well, we should definitely be beating Arizona at home. Maybe they have that kind of mentality. It remains to be seen, obviously. So I'm going to look for the first period over in game. I don't like anything side. And I don't like anything uh, pregame. All right. There we go. Good stuff. Uh, indeed. As far as the uh, prop market goes, I don't uh, all, all Arizona props start and end right now with two guys, Barrett Hayton and Nick Schmaltz. Okay. If you want to make money with player props on the Coyotes right now, you go with Barrett Hayton, you go with Nick Schmaltz. Barrett Hayton has two goals and three points in the last two games. He's been much more noticeable. He's starting to get better and better for this team. And again, they're asking a lot of him because he's centering the top line right now for them. And he's playing power play one. Uh, Nick Schmaltz, uh, he's always been someone that's been one of the more counted upon forwards for Arizona this year, last year as well. And he is just uh, on a great, offensive run the last three games uh seven points four goals for nick schmaltz just in the last three games so uh no question if you're looking for some props on the uh arizona side of the equation uh those two guys barrett hayton uh and nick schmaltz are good places to start uh for them dylan gunther as well we've mentioned him he's always uh, maybe worth a sprinkle as well uh and uh we'll uh, those are definitely good player prop options on the uh, arizona side uh, Anaheim Mason McTavish, like I say, he's played better for them for weeks now after a slow start to the season. Great stuff. That's the Saturday card. 250 live viewers on YouTube. We appreciate all of you joining us. Hit the like button uh, and a remind and the podcast listeners. Shout out to you for listening as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, we're seeing a great uh, show, uh, great turnout and great you know support of the Patreon page lately. Uh, very much we appreciate that. Uh, we'll continue to bring great content there. Uh, totals, charts, goalie charts, power ratings, the daily Ice Guys betting card uh, will be posted there as well. Uh, we're planning, Alex and I, during the All-Star break to put up a couple you know, articles regarding some off-topic, off-betting topic things related to the NHL and some videos as well. So we'll yeah. plan to do some of that during the break while we've got some downtime. So uh, check it all out, uh, patreon.com slash iceguys, uh, just at $10 a month for that. Yeah, this is the best time of the year to sign up for. I mean, it, it's great all year long, but especially now we're going to be amping up the, the bonus content. Now with football out of the way, I'll be updating the charts at least twice a week. Uh, we'll definitely be having everything, you know, things posted up regularly. And uh, also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, next three days, you get 20% off everything in the store. We've got everything in stock right now, all the caps, all the T-shirts, hoodies, mugs uh bandanas for you and your dog <laughs> we got everything uh at the ice guys so, so check that out iceguys.myspreadshop.com yeah definitely good stuff yeah turnsy great to see you by the way in the uh, chat can you not send donos on the no because we're not monetized yet this channel we've been trying 
uh, God damn it, with the monetization. And for some reason, it's not going through uh, for some reason. To, otherwise, we would. So the way you don't donate, if you like, it's like, like I say, the tip jar. If you want to send us a little donation, sign up at patreon.com yeah. uh, slash ice guys. Just $10 a month. That's your way of donating to the cause, essentially. Uh, and we appreciate that. Plus, you get so many great perks and benefits. And like I say, you miss a show. The daily card is posted there before opening puck drop of, of usually by the opening puck drop of the night games, the Saturday cards and the Sunday cards. If there's some afternoon games, you know, it might be tricky to get the card up there before all those afternoon games starts. But it's always up before all the night games start uh, daily ice guys betting cards. So make sure. Uh, you check that out, patreon.com uh, slash ice guys. Again, just $10 a month. All right, we'll wrap things up with best bets uh, for this Saturday card in just a moment right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Ice Guys, that's promo code Ice Guys, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com. Using the promo code Ice Guys, you get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The Lawnmower 4.0, it takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit. this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant. Keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and it is time for best bets here on this Saturday card. Uh, Alec, it's our final Saturday card before the All-Star break. And again, we're off Thursday through Sunday. Very important to point that out. Four-day break for us. Our last show will be Wednesday this week, and then we'll be back on Monday, February the 6th, following the All-Star break. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you got here for uh, best bets? 
Yeah, we'll head out to oil country. We go with uh, Chicago Edmonton first period over two plus a dollar fifteen is the number uh, that I got, and I'm actually seeing a couple of shops. So anywhere plus one ten plus one fifteen is, is just fine. Like I mentioned, eight two and one to the first period over the last eleven meetings, and that's if the number was set at two. If it was one and a half. It would have been uh, nine and two in the last eleven. Uh, more than likely, we could see Morazic in that, which we know that's been an absolute dumpster fire for the Hawks. Uh, Campbell has been confirmed in net for Edmonton. He's been a bit shaky as well. Like I said, these are two teams that, just for whatever reason, over the years, we've seen the offense get up and uh, and going early in the first period. So let's go Blackhawks, Oilers, first period over two plus one fifteen. That's my best bet for the Saturday. All right, there it is, Chicago, Edmonton over two first period for uh, Alex P. Smith uh, with his uh, best bet for this uh, Saturday a card. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with one of the stinky games for my best bet here uh, on this Saturday card. And I'm going to the game we wrapped up the show with. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Arizona Coyotes uh, minus 110 against the Anaheim Ducks. I really like this spot. I really think it's a slam dunk spot. You're fading a bad hockey team off a rare shocker against one of the elites in the NHL 5-3. Uh, and the Arizona Coyotes got uh, kind of humbled by Anaheim on their home ice earlier this week. Payback time tonight for the Arizona Coyotes. Long road trip, six games, 15 days on the road. Anaheim 0-4. Their last four home games went off a road trip of at least one week in length. All of it adds up to support Arizona tonight. Minus 110 against Anaheim uh, for my best bet for this Saturday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Sunday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 